This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. BetQL Daily via the BetQL Network. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. Uh, Joe G out today. Uh, But let's uh, continue the football conversation at the moment. We'll check in with our friend Brad Spielberger at PFF underscore Brad. Uh, We got a a full slate of games this time, Brad. So a lot of different directions we want to take this conversation. But being a gambling show, there was one thing that was the headline for us, and I know a lot of people out there in the world laugh at people that bet on the preseason, but some are very profitable, especially uh, professionals, and I know they had a, a good weekend overall. But the story has been about the overs. We had the majority of totals, low 30s, and if you include the Hall of Fame game, overs are 14-3. and three. Some were worried with the all the chatter about illegal contact, how that's going to be emphasized this year. Maybe there will be more scoring, but with these lower totals we had in week one, there was a lot more scoring, even with games that just had backup quarterbacks. Any specific takeaway? Uh, does that tell you anything, or were the numbers just way too low? I think we got a call Brad back. We just lost him, but... Oh. It does look like the he books um, adjusted. Yeah, so I, I think they'll let us know when we've got Brad back on the phone. But we're seeing a lot higher totals now, Joe. Um, yep. The books probably got killed with all these overs. So now we're seeing yeah. 39 and a half, and we were seeing really low totals before that. So there weren't any that were sniffing 40, but I see Washington KC already at 41 in the hook. Tampa Bay, Tennessee, above 40. And let's Bengals, Giants, uh, Falcons, Jets. So if you have a strong opinion, you probably might want to do something uh, pretty early because we saw the movement late last week. Uh, But we've got Brad Spielberger of uh, Pro Football Focus with us now. Brad, no, we were just talking about all these overs. They are 14-3 and to the over thus far. Uh, Does that tell you anything? Uh, are coaches handling week one in the preseason in a different way than the past, or it's just it's just how it ended up working out? Yeah, it's been interesting, too, because a lot of the lines have opened kind of in the 33 to 35 range and then been pulled down and kind of bet down into the lower 30s. Uh, and like you said, then, oh. you know, they're all kind of going over. So I do think for some coaches you can see, um, I think backup quarterbacks are staying longer into games. We saw a lot of guys play the entire first half. And then, you know, the, the third and fourth stringers came into the game. And also, you know, not every team, but there has been some aggressiveness. The Packers went four on fourth down. Um, a couple other clubs, you know, trying some things out, getting a little bit creative. And 
I'm not trying to show their hand necessarily, um, but, you know, maybe willing to try some things out to get ready for the regular season. Brad, the quarterbacks were a big story. Um, I know Kenny Pickett. A lot of people were impressed with him. Also, going with the totals, I mean, are some of these, um, you know, younger quarterbacks just coming out of college a little more polished? Could that be leaning into why we're seeing, you know, these higher totals? Uh, but just curious, your overall thoughts on the quarterback play? Yeah, no, I think I think that is the case. And I also think, honestly, you see the value of some of these spring leagues. I mean, the, the toughest thing in today's NFL, the quarterback position, especially with these more recent CBAs and just limiting the amount of reps, amount of practice you can get is it's so hard to get live game reps. And so now when you have all these AAF and USFL and XFL guys that are now, you know, backups and third stringers, they played football more recently. But, yes, yeah, for the young guys that look good, um, I, you know, I, I do think Kenny Pickett looked, looked good, didn't really push the ball downfield, a lot of check downs. But, hey, take what the defense gives you, don't make mistakes, and let your team win the football game is kind of what he's being asked to do in the near future. And then I thought some of the 2021 class guys really looked like they've taken some strides. The Trevor Lawrence, the game looks slower for him. I think Doug Peterson is the perfect coach for him. Um, and then Justin Fields and Trey Lance as well. I think they just they process things a little bit quicker um, and, and seem a little bit less you know, overwhelmed by the, the athleticism at the NFL level. So um, let, let's circle back to Pickett, that scenario. We, we saw the Steelers fans going absolutely wild, and it's certainly understandable after watching his career over at Pitt. But how the Pittsburgh Steelers' schedule unfolds could could help push them in one direction or the other and how they handle things. Uh, obviously, pick at the big story, and he's going against a lot of third, fourth stringers. Risky did just fine in his time. So I wonder how Tomlin's going to handle this. Very challenging early on, or at least it looked that way. Uh, you have the Bengals, Patriots. N- now it's the Browns and Jets. Well, when the schedule came out, you weren't sure which quarterbacks they'd be facing, and now it looks like they're going to be facing some backups. And then it's the Bills and the Bucks. Very tough start. How do you think Tomlin's going to handle this? Yeah, you know, I would be really, really surprised if we see Kenny Pickett in the first half of this season, unless Mitchell Trubisky and or Mason Rudolph are just truly abysmal. But it sounds like in practice he is behind. He has still not really gotten to that level of those guys. And I do think as well, you mentioned, yes, he looked good. He made some good plays, but he was going against the you know third and fourth stringers of the opposition. So all those things taken into consideration, I think they want to protect him a little bit. He is an older prospect, obviously has a familiarity with the coaching staff, being in the same building during his college days in Pitt. But um, I would be surprised if we see him in the first half of the season. Frankly, even playing at all this season, um, I think would only be if the season feels lost at a certain point later in the year. Now with the regular season approaching, are there any bets that you're looking at that you like? I know we've got so much time to look at these lines, but is there anything that's standing out to you as you look ahead? Yeah, you know, I honestly think the Houston Texans over four and a half wins is intriguing. Uh, the AFC is a gauntlet, but, um, you know, the AFC South is really not. They're going to get games against the Jaguars. I think the Titans will take a step back this year, and the Colts, with Matt Ryan, I think, you know, kind of, again, a bit of a middling team. Um, so I, I just think the number's too low. I, I was waiting to see this rookie class. Mm-hmm. Kenyon Green, their first-round left guard, hasn't played yet. But uh, I think the secondary has taken massive strides, adding Derek Stingley and Steven Nelson. I'm a bit of a Mills Mafia guy. I don't know if he's going to be a great quarterback. But I think he's a solid <laughs> NFL quarterback. Um, and, and they have some weaponry. You know, I mean, Brandon Cooks is a very good player. Uh, it sounds like they're, they're seeing strides from the young guys, Damian Pierce is now their number one running back, their fourth-round pick this year. 
Um, and, and so, you know, Nico Collins, their wide receiver too, and apparently has taken a lot of strides this offseason. So I just think it's, it's good value at four and a half. It's the lowest on the board. I think they're better than the Falcons and Bears probably um, and should not be, you know, a game behind the Falcons and two games behind the Bears when it comes to the season win totals. I didn't even know Mills Mafia was a thing. But I kind of want to jump on board, even though last, even though last year I picked up in all the I wrong. I love weeks. it. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I mean, I'm going to be saying that all, all the time when we uh, reference the uh, Houston Texans moving forward. All right, so you know the salary caps of these teams inside and out, and then we've got the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, by the way, let's trash Jimmy Garoppolo once again. I don't know if it's uh, so we have confirmation bias that we made the right decision on Trey Lance. What exactly their motivations are right there? Because I, I could I could see both sides of that, um, if it's even an accurate storyline. Where is Jimmy G going to go? And I know we're all waiting on a, an injury probably. That's probably where this, the Niners are doing, so they hope they can get some sort of a leverage. And uh, we did see an injury over the weekend. But uh, what do you think ends up finally happening here? Yeah, you know, I mean, the Zach Wilson injury, look, I don't think they're a candidate just because where they are as a, as a team, and they have Joe Flacco, who they tried to pretend as a starter, whatever the quote was, but but they are worth mentioning, just the fact that, look, Michael Floyd, their offensive coordinator, was, I think, Ruppel's quarterback's coach, like his true position coach in San Fran for a stretch before that you know regime came over to New York. So maybe if Wilson's, you know, surgery on his meniscus does not go as well as they're hoping, they're interesting. Cleveland with the suspension coming, it sounds like the NFL is going to push for maybe a full season or maybe at least 12 games. And, you know, my colleague Doug Tide spoke with, with someone in Cleveland and they said, look, if it's a six-game suspension, we'll probably go with Jacoby Brissett. If it becomes 12-plus, then, yeah, we will explore a guy like a Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, we're not going to throw hmm. a season away with a talented roster when there is a guy available. But I will say, the leaking of that story this morning that you alluded to, that strikes me as there are just no good offers. They are going to end up cutting him and probably misplayed the situation. Um, you know, if an offer came in earlier for anything, they probably should have taken it. Um, and, and so maybe that's why the leak is getting out there. Oh, this guy stinks anyway, and his work ethic stinks. Um, <laughs> so now you can kind of, like you said, confirmation bias and, and feel good about Trey and all those things. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What do you make of the Tom Brady situation? Is this just nothing really to make a big deal out of? It was apparently scheduled and he's a veteran and he's just not there. Or should Bucks fans be more concerned um, and even, you know, considering the backup quarterback situation there in Tampa? Yeah, it's a really bizarre situation. I do think it's, I wonder if this kind of tampering thing with Miami was played into it and they are now saying it was pre-scheduled. I just don't, I don't know if I believe that Tom Brady scheduled 10 days off in the middle of preseason. Look, does he need all these reps? Maybe not, but, you know, he loves to develop rhythm, timing, and chemistry. I mean, Julio Jones and Russell Gage are new pieces. Chris Godwin just returned to practice, so they haven't really thrown to each other in a, in a, in a long time. So I think it's strange. I, do I think it impacts their win-losses this year? Maybe not. Probably not. Uh, but it's definitely not not strange when a guy leaves in the middle of the preseason. And, yeah, I mean, look, Blaine Gabbert as the backup is, is nothing special. 
And I, and I think Kyle Trask, we are seeing, they really do not have a ton of faith in Kyle Trask as a second-round pick last year. Um, kind of unfortunate. They kind of, you know, they could use that pick on a contributor for this window with Tom Brady. I get the idea of finding a successor, um, but it looks like they may have kind of thrown that pick away. So it's concerning if they think, you know, he maybe is not available all year, what they currently have on the roster. This is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. Our guest, Brad Spielberger, at PFF underscore Brad of Pro Football Focus. Uh, let's talk a little bit about week two in the preseason. I don't know if you have any plays, but I'm just uh, more so looking a uh, big picture. So with the old setup, when we had four preseason games, it was always game three is a dress rehearsal. Starters are going to go. And in some cases, they would go a half. With three weeks and a big gap between week three of the preseason and the start of the regular season. How do you think most teams are going to be handling week two of the preseason this week and moving forward? Because we have heard, uh, we've heard some coaches already say, okay, we're going to have our starting quarterbacks go in weeks one and weeks three. So they're kind of throwing week two as a game that you just push to the side. and They're, they're still going to use week three as a dress rehearsal. Do you think any teams are going to give their starting quarterback, starting offenses more time in week two because it's your uh, penultimate preseason game? You know, it's an interesting question. I do I do think for the most part we will not see it. And also I, I think Zach Wilson getting injured, yes, it was non-contact, so maybe you can't really blame it on you know playing in a game. Um, but I think that obviously you know, creates a lot of caution around the league, and they say right, this is a reminder of why we don't play guys in these games. But I do think it has been interesting. You mentioned the scoring increased. I think there was a big push towards a lot of teams kind of following the L.A. Rams model and just not playing anyone. It's kind of now seen a counter push. Where I think they want to get more reps. Probably teams that felt they were not prepared in week one or made you know some mistakes in week one of the regular season in years past. Um, and, and so they're playing their guys some more. Um, but I do. I think this is now the new skip week. And like you said, week three uses a dress rehearsal. You know, get all those, those, those live reps you can before, you know, the real games start. Brad, the Ravens and Lamar still haven't um, gotten a deal done. What do you think happens from here? Will they get something done or are they just going to use some time after the season? Where do they go from here? Yeah, it's getting really close here now. And Baltimore is one of the few teams that is more than willing to negotiate in season. They've extended a lot of big name players. Ronnie Stanley, Marlon Humphrey, you know, in the middle of the regular season in the past, and other teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers, for example, refuse. You know, as soon as week one starts, they are, well, any contract conversation will happen after this year. So the Ravens are not like that, but Lamar Jackson himself has basically said, look, by the time week one comes around, I'm not really trying to worry about my contract and think about this. Um, I, I still do think it gets done. Um, I honestly get the impression at this point that Lamar Jackson wants to Get in that Aaron Rodgers $50 million a year conversation. Maybe not surpass him, maybe not reach 50, but um, definitely become the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL, um, you know, in the 47, 48 plus million per year range. And I think he's holding very strong to that, that value. Brad, did you feel better or worse about the Lions after watching the first episode of Hard Knocks? It's the funny thing is their season win total went from six to six and a half. And I wanted to look back at if there's a hard knock bump. Uh, I imagine there is. We fall in love with these teams and all these narratives and storylines. And then everyone starts betting their season win total. So I thought that was hilarious. Um, I mean, I am a believer. I, I also think just looking at Aiden Hutchinson, yes, it's preseason, but he is still, you can kind of tell he's better than a lot of people on the field. Um, looks really, really good in their preseason game. Their offensive line is great. 
um, and finally mostly healthy at this point. So I'm a believer. I, I'm restoring the roar just like, just like my boss, Eric, maybe not as much. Um, but I do. I think the Eric team that can, you know, not, they're not going to make the playoffs, I don't think, but maybe come close to around 500 um, if a bunch of things break their way in, in a weekend FC. All right, we see Since the division over at Pro Football Focus. You see that, you see that, Aaron? Eric Eager. We've got uh, Brad on one side, Ben Brown's on the other. We, we talked to Ben the other day. Uh, so it's going to be interesting uh, this, this upcoming Lions season. Brad Spielberger at PFF underscore Brad here on BetQL Daily. Joined us on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Coming up next, we uh, share our lightning bets for this Monday. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth, we'll hear from Jake and Paul as well. That coming up next, BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM.